I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the shield that guards from the realm of men. I pledge my life and honor to the Night's Watch for this night and all the nights to come. So here we are for the second episode of Sunday Night's Watch. We're going to go over the episode titled uh, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, where uh, a, lot, a lot went down as far as pushing us forward to the next episode of the show, which is going to probably be a big battle. But before we get into all that, Ray, I want to hear what your thoughts were on to, on Sunday night's episode. Well, uh, of course, uh, I mean, I, I love I'm, just, I'm always just happy that the show is on, you know, so it's not like. I can't really think of uh, of one particular episode where I was like, ah, shit, I can't believe I sat through that, you know, right. ever in the history of the show. I mean, whereas, like, you know, with Breaking Bad, I, I do always remember, and that show was, was a pretty perfect show, I right. mean, from a, a, a production standpoint mm-hmm. and, and, and from the writing. But I still remember that episode where they were chasing the fly uh, <laughs> in the, uh, you know, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the room, in the, you know, where they manufacture the, uh, the, the math or whatever. Right, right. Uh, and that episode, I've always kind of felt like it just stands out as being a little bit of a, not a lemon, but I was sort of like, yeah, I didn't love that episode, but whatever. Yeah. And you I know, never... um, I'm a Sopranos guy and also The Wire, and those are also great shows, but they've had episodes that kind of let you down as well. But yes. I don't get any of that from the Game of Thrones. No, never, never. So I, I liked it a lot. My, my initial thought was, Yes, I, I know that everything needs to be set up, and I enjoyed the conversations. But uh, I wish the episodes were just longer, and you had all this, and you had a lot of the dialogue, and then you know actually got to some action. I mean, a because I'm impatient, I don't want to wait a week, <laughs> right. and b just because you know I wish each episode was was you know 90 minutes long or four hours long or whatever <laughs> it is. And I, and I understand that there's budgetary, there's budget constraints, mm-hmm. and you know I just because. There, the show has so many fans, they can't spend you know endless amounts of money on each episode, mm-hmm. and and they're expensive. It's an expensive show to to create. Most, definitely. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'd be fine if all the actors and and um you know and production staff and crew were content working on this show for the next thirty years. I would participate as a viewer. You know, I mean, you could <laughs> right. see, you know, uh, you know, you could everyone, you know, Sansa would end up being a grandmother at some point. You know. But uh, uh, so anyway, and you obviously I know you enjoyed the episode. Yes. Um, So a lot of times when you're watching shows like this, there are, you know, two types of episodes. There's the action episodes and then there's the dialogue heavy setup episodes. Um, Most people enjoy the action episodes more. I'm the opposite. I actually enjoy these dialogue heavy shows or episodes that that set things up. I'm a really big fan of that. And for me, this week's episode Definitely did not disappoint because it was more or less all dialogue, right? But but Kurt, I, I'm with you. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy the dialogue between between the characters, and I and I like the banter. But it's also uh, and may and maybe there's so much action on, on this show that I'm always like sort of anticipating it and expecting mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. I don't want to have to wait a week to right. see what's going to happen next. Well, see, I blame but, Netflix for that. Right. Uh, yeah. Because we binge yeah, everything the, the these binge. days. Yes. And I and I binge the show. And as you know, I mean, I, I watched the first 60 episodes in eight days. And mm-hmm. I was happy I was able to. Uh, but 
you know, there's certain conversations where I'm like, if we're going to be dialogue heavy, let's make some of these conversations longer. True. You know, true. Uh, but let's 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 start at the beginning of of, of this episode. Okay. Uh, where, you know, th- this the opening scene with Jamie uh, when he was sort of, for lack of a better word, he was sort of on trial. Definitely. You know. And I, I love the moment where Brienne, you know, stood up and and vouched for him, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. it also showed, it also illustrated, I think, how Sansa has more flexibility than Daenerys. I mean, Sansa yeah. started with like, you know, this guy's got to go, got to go, mm-hmm. and then when Brienne pointed out, look, he saved me, and I was then in turn able to save you, right. And Sansa changed her tune, and then a little later we see that you know Daenerys and Sansa, you know, sort of like, oh, I thought we were sort of on the same page for a little while. I don't think, you know, Daenerys, look at how she was raised versus how Sansa was raised. Mm-hmm. Sansa did grow up in a loving household. Right. Daenerys, Daenerys was raised by a wild animal. Yeah. I mean, her brother was a piece of garbage. <laughs> Definitely. You now, know? Um, so so let's go to the beginning of that scene. So so Jamie is, you know, standing in front of Danny, Sansa, and Jon Snow. And like you said, he was on trial. What do you think was going through his mind in that moment when she's talking about my brother and I, we talked about what we would do to the guy who killed our father. Yeah, I, I, I think he thought I'm about to be killed. But what was interesting is part of me, I, my first thought was, well, what the hell did you go to Winterfell for? How did you think you were going to be greeted? What do you think? <laughs> right. You know, you're going to run into Bran at some point, mm-hmm. you know, like what, what we but I but don't forget, he, he pointed out. You know, yeah, I vouched to fight for the living, and here I am keeping my word. Very you know, true. I, we we all met. We all had that that uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all had that that group chat in the uh, the dragon pit, and uh, yeah, here I am. You know, yeah. my sister is a flake. I'm not. And there you <laughs> Definitely, go. you nailed it last week when you said that. Uh, you know, various people would be able to vouch for for the Lannisters because that was a reoccurring theme through the per- first uh, half of this this show. Yes, and 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 you see how and Jamie really has evolved. I mean, he was such a such a piece of garbage in the in the in the beginning of this series. Definitely, and he really he really evolved. Uh, and Daenerys, you know, she's not, she's not terrible, but what we see that she's sort of evolved in a in a bit of the opposite direction. I mean, she's definitely more power hungry. Everyone mm-hmm. has to bend the knee, bend the knee. <laughs> yeah. She she clearly wants to be the queen, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, Cersei's just been consistently a jerk, you know. Right, <laughs> right, and, and Tyrion points that out. Yeah. Tyrion points that out to Jamie whenever she's like, our sister had me fooled. It's like, no, she never had you fooled. You knew exactly what type of monster she was. Right. Hey, but love is blind. And, and look, Cersei duped everybody. <laughs> right. You know? She Multiple really times. Did. Multiple times. And then when she, when she said, it, all right, great, we'll have a true self. You know, and it's like, and quite frankly, if in, 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 in terms of battle and war, I mean, it was... It was the smartest move that Cersei uh, pulled. You know, great. You guys go fight it out, and we'll, we'll wait and see who we have to. If we have to fight the dead, fine. If we have to fight the Dothraki, fine. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we're going to hang out down south and uh, let us know how it goes. Right. It's a brilliant move as far as Cersei's short-sighted view of the world, but not understanding the gravity of the situation. That hey, you know what? If we don't beat, if we, I don't want to say beat off because Cersei. But anyway, if we don't <laughs> if we don't destroy the the Night King's army, then the Iron Throne doesn't really mean a, a whole lot. Well, right. But so I think what she's banking on is she's probably banking on all those people defeating the Night King, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then she has a full, uh, well rested army. Yeah. You know? Yep. And sharpening she'll their swords. Have to, 
Yeah, and she'll just end up, and, and then they'll end up fighting a smaller army, maybe one with dragons, maybe one without. You know, you right. never know. Right. You just don't know. Um, but uh, th- then after that that opening scene, which 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 was very good, I liked mm-hmm. seeing Brian stand up, and I, and I was curious if Bran was going to chime in or not. When you first see Arya and Gendry uh, together uh, in the, uh, right after that, I'm like, wow, she she's really she is. She is quite a flirt. I mean, she's looking at him like he's a piece of meat. (laughs) She completely was. I mean, that's one thing that's great about this show is that women are often more often than not are are definitely smarter than the men. They're the ones in power, and and they can be they can certainly be very aggressive when it when it comes to relationships, and 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 that's great. Narya is just a a powerful character, you know. Yeah, she's a and I, had, I had a hunch that it was that was going to be a setup for something later on mm-hmm. you know, right. happen in, in the episode. And then um, where Jamie and Bran, then they had their conversation. Mm-hmm. I originally, I I originally thought it was going to happen, you know, right where the previous episode had left off because that was how it ended. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, but that was, um, you know, it was very interesting when Bran. When Jamie said to him, "You know, what are you going to do afterwards? Are you going to, you know, are you going to wrap me out afterwards? Basically, mm-hmm. after the war, are you going to mm-hmm. tell everybody what I, you know, what I did?" And J- and he said, "He goes, how do you know there's an afterwards? Right. Which either means we might lose, or maybe you're going to die. You know? Yeah, there will definitely be a lot of deaths uh, in the upcoming episodes. Probably, probably the majority of them taking place in the next episode. I think so. There's going to be quite a few. I mean, the, the most expendable characters in terms of." I guess ranked by popularity. These are all characters I like. I mean, obviously, I like Varys. I like Jor Mormont, mm-hmm. but they they could end up. I don't know. Maybe they'll get iced. I don't know. Most definitely. You know? Um, what do you think? Uh, tell me, what did you think of the, of the uh, Jamie and Tyrion? That was the first time we've seen them together in a while. Right. So it was kind of cool to see the, the brothers back together, and they you know reminisced about the good old days when life was simple. <laughs> but yes. Uh, but that, the conversation where I said where he where uh, Tyrion was saying to Jamie, you knew what Cersei was. I mean, I think that really needed to be said because Jamie, she was a monster, and and you enabled her for a very long time. Kind of like everyone enabled Cersei. Tywin did, Jamie did. Tyrion was really the only person that mattered that called her out for what she was. Yes, and they also yes. talked about uh, if Cersei was actually truly pregnant because that that was kind of something that I thought about because knowing her is like is she really pregnant? Was she faking a pregnancy? But uh, Jamie confirmed that she was actually uh, that she is actually pregnant with a Lannister baby. See, I I believe I always believed she was because I thought we saw I thought we saw a little bit of a baby bump and also I did too. And she like kind of protected. I remember Kyburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kyburn was sort of talking to her and. Uh, you know, at one point, and and I think that that uh, I always believe she was really pregnant. Yeah, yeah, and then when the when the uh, when the what would it be the White Walker or the White lunged at her that they had chained up, her hand immediately went to her belly. Yes, but yeah, um, good. Yes, good, good, good call there. Yes, but still, yes. you can never tell when it comes to Cersei. You never know. You never yeah. know. And what do you think after the Jamie Tyrion? Uh, Seen the uh, Jamie and Brienne. Oh, Jamie and Brienne. Um, yeah. so I I've always thought that Jamie had an affinity for Brienne. Uh, that they could yeah. have at some point in time become, you know, become an idol. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's so blinded Still by can. Cersei and the fucking crazy things she probably does in bed. But 
<laughs> I still thought that Jamie and Brienne would always, you know, should always become some sort of a couple. She's she sees him for the person that he is now, whereas most of the world sees Jamie for the the legend of Jamie Lannister, the Golden Lion. Yes, yeah, I think I think so. And I thought it was it was it was interesting how both Jorah and Sansa, you know spoke up on Tyrion's behalf to Daenerys. Yeah, they definitely, uh, they definitely vouched for him and, and did a lot to regaining his credibility because I mean, like, uh, I think it was Jorah that said, you know, we've all made mistakes and that's definitely true. Tyrion's mistakes are highlighted because they were such high level mistakes, but they could have been made by other people. And, and, and Danny's made mistakes that were just as bad. I mean, a lot of people don't remember what happened back in Marine with the Sons of the Harpies, but a lot of that was Danny's doing. Oh, completely, completely. And Sansa, you know, calls her out. She says, "Look, you know, you you shouldn't have, have trusted either. You know, exactly. You have, seriously, got you too." Now, Daenerys said something. At some, I thought Daenerys said the phrase "damn good job." Hmm. And well, I, I wish she when she said "damn good job," I'm like, well, is that, I couldn't rewind it because uh, I was watching on a TV that had no. Uh, DVR wasn't right. at home, right? So, uh, but I immediately wanted. I reached for the remote to play that back. I'm like, oh shit, I can't. But I uh-huh. thought she said the phrase "damn good job" during the conversation with Sansa, and I was remember thinking, is that would Daenerys say "damn good job"? I, I just doesn't you know, sound like also, something um, she would say. I don't think it is, but I'm going to have to replay it when I can get in front of that uh, episode again. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if you had heard it, too. And yeah. it was great that Daenerys pointed out to Sansa, you know, hey, who manipulated who? <laughs> right, right. So Daenerys, when she enters into that conversation, you can kind of tell that she's the one that's looking for the approval. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, completely. Sansa's whole demeanor is like, you know, I I am the alpha in this conversation. Daenerys is like the scared little girl that's looking for the sister-in-law approval to to date John. Yeah, and then and then they were going that direction when Sansa said, "I should have said thank you." Because mm-hmm. in the first episode, she was a little Cersei-ish, a little a little bitchy, definitely. Um, you know, and then she said, "I should have said thank you." But then when Sansa says, "Well, what about the North?" I mean, I don't quite understand. I didn't quite get because I mean, why couldn't things just go back to the way they, they were before? Where mm-hmm. you know, let's say Daenerys is the queen, the way Cersei was, and the way Robert Baratheon you know, was king, and then uh, there's. And the North has, you know, the wardeness of the North, or maybe mm-hmm. there's even a queen of the North or a king of the North. I mean, I, I didn't quite understand that. Is she insinuating that we shouldn't have one queen or that or that? Why should she Daenerys still be queen? What was your take on that? So I think it has something to do with the Starks, the way that they typically run things. So whenever the Targaryens first came over and conquered the Seven Kingdoms, uh, the Starks, the Stark family in the North, they were one of the holdoffs. So, uh a Stark king ended up actually bending the knee to the uh, to the Targaryens, which did not go over well with the other with the other Northerners. So, right. whenever the Starks regained an actual claim to the North, with uh, Rob being being the the young the young wolf, uh, yes. I think they pretty much vowed to never be ruled by anyone again. So, her accepting Wardeness is kind of like taking a step back. Well. We were kings. This was our kingdom, and now we're pretty much volunteering to be subjugated by the Targaryens once again. Well, you could, and you could say, well, then the, you know, why not? Uh, you could draw a parallel between the, in the United States. Well, mm-hmm. okay, should we have a, a, a north and a south? And you know, the United States of the north, the United States of the south. A lot of people would say, yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. 
And then you need a special passport to uh, another, right. another a U.S. North and a U.S. South passport. But um, well, it's interesting how that's going to play out between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because there were certain conversations that got cut short. That's one conversation that was cut short in this episode. Yeah, you know? definitely. I hated that. Like, I understand why it happened, but man, that was one of those moments where I was just like, "No, fuck you, Theon." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When he and he shows up again, it's like Daenerys probably just would have killed Theon like I mean she she when she sees out you know Sansa that was one of the few emotional reunions I mean you know Sansa part of me thought he should she should have punched him in the face first like that's how Theon should always be greeted from now on like <laughs> right. pop you in the face and hug you <laughs> it makes sense you know but she but she actually there was real emotion there she had tears you know for him and you know look Arya and John last week they they were not crying mm-hmm. when they saw you know they had a meaningful hug and they were clearly happy to see each other but they at one point they they each thought that the other was dead mm-hmm. so Sansa you know is is showing tears over Theon which is really one of the few really emotional reunions between characters um, I won't you know, lie, that actually got me. That, that I'm not a very emotional person at all, but that actually choked me up a little bit. Um, yeah, it's so a beautiful my, moment. Sure. Yeah, no, most definitely. Uh, my my take on the Theon Sansa relationship is they were both just terrorized by Ramsay so much that they have a bond that very few characters can really uh, compare to that bond that they have. Right, but but again, there's always that part of me that's like, sure, Theon has suffered greatly, mm-hmm. but if, if but if Theon hadn't been a total dick and you know and and uh, revolted against Winterfell to begin with, you know, Ramsay Bolton never would have right. probably never would have had Winterfell. Uh, a I lot mean, of Starks it, would still be alive right now. <laughs> yeah, a lot more Starks. Would be, I mean, you know, he threw everything up, and then and then while there was still with Ramsay, he could have lit that candle. Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> right. he ratted her out and then caused her a lot more pain. So, yeah, I get it. He's definitely he, he has paid a huge price, but, you know, he did make her life difficult. But she's she's forgiving. I mean, he's like a brother to yeah. her. And, you right, know. right. Uh, honestly, so. I feel that way about both of them, honestly, because uh, since uh, at the beginning when she was talking to Jamie, she says, you attacked my father in the street. All, all that happened because she was so in love with Joffrey that she ratted out her own dad that they were going to return to Winterfell. <laughs> Well, did she really rat out her dad, or was it that she was just naive and young? And, she was you know. naive and young, but hey, then Ned ended up dead, so I still have to blame somebody for that. I've yes, never got, did. I've never gotten over that moment. Well, but see, uh, Joffrey did promise uh, mercy for yeah, true, you know. <laughs> true. But but it was still, I mean, when she, remember when she was smiling when Ned Stark was giving that his speech mm-hmm. before he got his head chopped off, and I remember seeing that smile. I'm like. Do you realize what's probably going to happen right now? I, I didn't know, but I, I was. But you're the kid. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, now when Gilly showed up, I was like, "Oh, Gilly!" Ta-da. Yeah, right, Look right. That. We were talking about her last week, and uh, yeah, it was good to see her out yes. there uh, politicking. <laughs> and it was a meaningful scene, but that that little girl with Davos. I mean, and, and Gilly. I really felt for Davos because clearly, like, it, it reminded him of uh, Princess Shireen. Right. Exactly. For sure. And I remember thinking, well, if all this all, if he if he lives and. So does she? Maybe he'll adopt her. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know? And it was also a great uh, when when the Night's Watch showed up. The yes, only that thing was a is, badass scene. It was a great scene. But don't you kind of feel like with when all these characters are together, fighting together, and they're all in the same place, it almost feels like it's the Justice League. You know, oh, there's <laughs> Tormund. You know, it's like. Right. <laughs> It feels a bit little superheroish, but but it was a cool moment when the Night's Watch showed up. Yeah, the first thing Tormund asks is, "Is the big woman still here?" Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love that. That was his prior priority. Yep. <laughs> they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make big monster babies together. Yeah, and part of me thinks they might because Brienne said something to him at one point in the episode. I'm like, ah, they just might hook up. Yeah, you know, it definitely was not a no. Yeah. So when Tormund said the White Walkers are coming, you know, in mm-hmm. a day or whatever. I mean, right. in theory, I guess the dragon and the Night King on top of the dragon. They want to. He wants to be, you know, with them, but. The Night King could certainly have circled over. I guess that would be foolish if he if he circled over uh, Winterfell by himself. There's yeah, no he doesn't point. want to give him any warning. Um, he'll be pulling right. up, pulling up the rear most likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's foolish on my part for sure. And then Bran's speech about the Night King that was. I mean, that was that was pretty critical to the episode. Oh yeah, him definitely. explaining that he's the target. You know, he's yep. been marked. Uh, he's killed other three eyed ravens before, which I did. I didn't know that. Right now, I wonder what I don't the. Uh, that being. I wonder how the actual plan plays out because they're going to have Brandon the Godswood kind of as as bait and with the Ironborn protecting him. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, by the way, when he said that, when Brand said the Night King has killed three Red Ravens before. Mm. Now, did he say uh, he killed them before, or he's attempted to kill them before? I thought he said he's killed them before, and and what does that mean? Does that mean that like there's like let's say there's three or four or five Night King, uh, three Red Ravens over the years that mm-hmm. he's. That he's wiped out, who you know, downloaded the information to the next. Maybe and, uh, I don't know. That's a possibility. I see. I thought he said he's a atten- he's tried to kill the three at Ravens before. So well, have to what if he does look. kill Bran? I mean, civilization could still go on without Bran. I th- well, true, definitely, most definitely. Um, but Sam kind of kind of laid that out as far as uh he wants to erase history he wants to erase the memories and right now bran is the the memory of the world basically ah i see yeah, right he's a memory of the world but you know there still are some books you know mm-hmm. <laughs> samuel tarley can can read to everybody you Which, know honestly, well, by the way samuel tarley is uh he's uh is the cat i remember last week we were talking about the actor and his name is john bradley right he plays He's a British actor, and he's obviously best known for, uh, you know, for the, for this mm-hmm. character. Right. But he he started. He was in other, plenty of films since 2012. Okay. You know, since uh, since Game of Thrones, and he was also. I mean, he was on a couple episodes of Shameless. He was on the show uh, Merlin. Uh, he he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, but obviously, Game of Thrones is his, is his uh, biggest. Uh, role most definitely uh, sure um i watched shameless well most of shameless the u.s version so i wonder if he was on the uk version of it oh uh shameless ah that's a good question because i don't recall seeing him i think i would have noticed him on the u.s his character's name was wesley wesley yeah so i don't know and uh yeah it's uh, basically he he graduated from uh manchester school of theater in Mm -hmm. 2010 okay 2010 and then he shortly thereafter he got this role so i thought maybe he was like an established uh theatrical actor and uh i was wrong so anything like that he's a complete badass when it comes to it he's terrific and he's great so 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 yeah, the plan is going to be uh, Bran is going to be in the Godswood. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of people in the crypts, uh, mostly women, yes. children, and Tyrion who wanted to be on the wall, but Danny shot that down quickly. Yes, he did, and and uh, and and Tyrion was was brave when he when he said that, and uh, uh, and and also uh, Lyanna Mormont was like, she's like, I'm fighting. Yeah, she's a badass. Love her. 
And it, that was cool seeing her and Jorah together. Yes, definitely. I was always wondering what that moment would look like. Yes, it, it, was, it was really good. And, and by the way, I, I, uh, I did want to also point out that uh, there was a moment there after, you know, with Tyrion and Daenerys, when Daenerys was kind to him and Tyrion was acting brave, where Tormund was real creepy and Brienne gave this terrific look like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, when he, <laughs> it was right whenever he drank the big horn of whatever the hell yeah. that stuff was yeah. and he's pouring it half down his beard and everything. That whole, that whole thing about how he, about he drank, you know, uh, giants. Uh, yeah, he suckled at the, the, the giant's wife's teat for yeah. three months and that's how he gets so strong <laughs> yeah he his game needs some refinement most definitely yeah, yeah he is so not i mean he that's a guy who could really use some to tinder you know <laughs> right. for sure and uh and and by the way and and the the moment with Tyrion and bran that was great when Tyrion wanted to hear bran's story and he's like you know and bran's like it's a long story and you know and Tyrion said if only we were trapped in a castle <laughs> yeah. in the middle of winter with nowhere to go that was terrific. Yeah, definitely. Now, I, I, I'm wondering if you thought what I thought when Grey Worm and Masande were talking, and he's like, where else do you want to go? And she's like, I want to go see the beaches of Nath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, you mean Aruba. <laughs> yeah. That actually you did pop in Aruba. my mind. So let's just say that Northerners are not used to seeing black people at all. Because <laughs> those two Is girls, that... they're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice the two girls sitting on the bench whenever they were first standing there? They're like, hi. And the yeah. girls just look mortified and take off running. It was really, uh, yeah. Which it makes was, sense. It, yeah, it does. It does. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you're right. The North didn't really have, I mean, actually, who were the, the uh, by the way, what do you prefer to say, black or African-American? I, I prefer to say black, mainly because in the context of the show African American doesn't work because there's no Americas in Westeros. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I mean, who was the the first black character? Was it was it Salador? Was it Salador, Salador S- S- Sand or something like that? Yeah, the the pirate. Right. There was him and then there was uh Zaro Zodoxus. Oh yeah. Z- and Zaro was he I'm trying to remember if he was before Salador Sand. I, I think Salador Sand was first. Was he first? Yes. And uh, and then obviously, you know, Grey Worm and right. If, if he is, I don't know. Grey Worm might be. Well, you have Latino. Well, right, know. true, true. So anyone of color would be from Essos, not from Westeros, because that's where right. the Summer Isles are and and everything over there. Even even the Dothraki. Yes, and Masande's from from Noth, Right, right. So all that takes place outside of Westeros, and there's not a lot of uh, travel that happens between the two places. So it makes sense that people from the north wouldn't used to wouldn't be used to seeing people from people that look different than themselves. That's right, and you know, and, and continental dragon travel is still five years uh, to come. Right, they're working on that. Travel. They're working on yeah, that. they're working on commercial dragon travel. Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, <laughs> I think Elon Musk has but, got a plan. Yeah, I think so. I think he's he's uh, him and uh, and Mark Cuban. I think are going to uh, team up and uh, they're going to they're going to take over Volantis. They're going to get rid of all the all the stone men, <laughs> right? And that's going to be the hub for uh, dragon uh, travel. Um, so much like the re- the JFK uh, took over the JetBlue uh, terminal, uh, the J- J- JFK JetBlue took over a uh, whole Terminal Five, and it's, that's what that's what they'll do in uh, Volantis. Just make that <laughs> yes. dragon a dragon hub. So Samuel Tarley, by the way, he really, you see how confident he is now. I mean, he's, you know, he's getting laid. He's killing villains. Yes. I mean, Ed pointed, pointed that out as well. Well, he recited know. his resume and it's definitely impressive. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty incredible. You know, um, now when, 
Brienne and Podrick uh, showed up, mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, that was like Podrick almost looked like I felt like a Batman and Robin type of thing. You know, okay. Just, okay. Some re- some reason Podrick just sort of reminded me of, the, of when Chris O'Donnell in in the Batman movie when, mm-hmm. you know, when he played Robin. Something about that I don't know why. Just Podrick again had. Full of confidence. Yes. And, <laughs> Definitely. You know. I'll tell you what Pot reminded me of. He reminded me of when Jon Snow first went to the wall and the recruits at the wall were sort fighting with Jon and he was just this, you know, just completely outclassing them. That's kind of what Pot looked like in that moment to me. Yes. Yeah. That's a good yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Now I thought the the hound in Arya had a nice moment when he says, you know, I fought for you. Mm-hmm. That was that was good, and yes. and Ben Barrett Dondarrion he get when he apologized, and and it was very funny when Arya said to those guys, yeah, I'm you know when they're like where are you going? He's like I'm not spending my final hours with you miserable old shits. Yeah, she has some other business to take care of. Yes, she does. I mean, she at first I'm like I kind of thought where it was going, but I'm like, wow, you're nosy asking Gendry about how many chicks he, he's uh, <laughs> he's banged, you know, and and all I'm thinking was like you know. You know, how old is she? Mm-hmm. You know, she's, you know, and I guess at this point, because what's weird about it is, you know, we first met her when she was uh, like, what, eight years she's old? She's probably about eight years old, yeah. Yeah. And then when she, you know, when the two of them start going at it, I, I, I don't need to see Arya Stark's side boob. That was most know? definitely an uncomfortable moment. And, and, and I was very conflicted in that moment at one at, at, on. On one hand, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool because this is what Game of Thrones does. But on the other hand, I'm like, man, this is fucking Arya, dude. She's a little kid. This is, eh, I don't want to see this. Yeah, but then you have to say to yourself, all right, wait a second. She is a killer. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a killer. She's had more experiences than most of every, any other character. I mean, Definitely. it's a short time as well. You know, I just, but still, when it said the episode's going to contain brief nudity, I didn't think it would mean Arya Stark, you know? I, <laughs> right. You I was know? not and, ready for that. And then they're, they're snoozing. I'm like, wow, they're all fucked out. You know, yeah, they're going right, to yeah. sleep through this battle. <laughs> she put you know? them to sleep. <laughs> you know, for, yeah, for sure. You know, she knocked them right out. But uh, now, but maybe the best moment of the episode was when, you know, any night can make you another night. And, yes. and Jamie makes Brianna night. That was fantastic. But I'm also like, what? You could have done this seasons ago, Jamie. What exactly. The fuck? Exactly. Like, why did he hold on to it for this moment? Well, I, yeah. I, actually, I do know why he did that. Because Tormund said that if I were a king, I would have knighted you ten times over. Right, right. He's Jamie just had you. to outdo that. Yeah, but Jamie, I think, also was happy to do it. Yeah, sure. without a doubt. And, that, and honestly, yeah. that was a that was definitely one of the best moments, probably of the series. Brienne, like, so we talked about Sam. You thought that was wait? You thought it was one of the best moments of the entire series? I, I, I honestly do think it was. Um, so I'm looking at this I, scene, I, and yeah. Brienne, Brienne's eyes. Yeah, like they portrayed so much emotion in that moment that for what I don't know, I was just emotional this this entire episode. But that moment, whenever I looked at her, she really made me believe that for her and her, the entirety of her existence, this is the moment that she wanted, that she needed. Yeah, uh, Gwendolyn Christie is yes, the she's name. badass. Yeah, she did a really she did a really great job for sure. That was a powerful. It was definitely a, p- a powerful. Uh, moment and you know what else that was a good moment not as as powerful as that but it was a really good moment when samuel tarley gave jorah his family sword yes you know it's like hey man he, you know, samuel's done quite a bit for jorah he gave him his life back and he gave him the sword maybe jorah will will uh protect samuel maybe or gilly or or or, or 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 young young sam 
Maybe Jor will die for them. A lot of people are going to die. Um, Yeah. These Valyrian steel blades, they have me all sorts of confused. So now Jorah has the Tarly blade, right? Yes, Um, he does. And then Jon Snow has the Mormont blade. He has the Mormont blade. And I think Brienne or possibly Jaime has the Stark blade. Because so, Bri- uh, Brienne, uh, J- no, J- uh, Jamie gave Brienne, Jamie gave Brienne a sword that was that was from it? it was from Ice that got melted down. So Ice was the Stark blade originally, but it got yes. melted down by Tywin to, to two swords, two swords, right, right. Was did Joffrey have Brienne's sword before? Joffrey had one, and Jamie had one. I think Jamie gave Brienne his, and I'm not sure what happened to Joffrey's. Okay, that's right. Uh, Joffrey's somebody had because remember it was called. I think Jamie maybe Jamie has that. Okay, uh, okay. Did, did did Olena say to Jamie right before she drank the poison? Right before Olena drank the poison, did she say to Jamie, uh, "Are you going to use that?" And I think that uh, might have been Joffrey's sword. Maybe right. said, what what did he call? It? He said it was it was called Widow's Whale. Widow's Whale. Yep. Like oh, he really was a cunt. Oh yeah, most definitely, a hundred percent. What did you think? Uh, by the way, Podrick can sing. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got a great voice. He's got a good voice. You know, Jerome Flynn is the actor who plays Braun, and I believe mm-hmm. that Jerome Flynn actually is a singer. Yes. You know, in, in his other, in his other, you know, in his career. Have you ever and, watched the YouTube video of him singing? No, is it good? Don't watch it because if you watch that video, you'll think there's no way this guy's a badass sword fighter. Uh, I, that was my guess. I had a, I pictured him being like. A Tom Jones kind of guy, exactly, yes. in like Scotland or, or something like that. <laughs> right. like that. But uh, but the kid, uh, the kid who plays uh, Podrick, Daniel Portman, he's not a kid; he's twenty seven, mm-hmm. and he he started acting when he was sixteen. Okay, uh, he was in the show Outcast on the, in two thousand ten, and then he was on a popular Scottish soap opera called River City, okay. according to Wikipedia. Okay, and then his second film role was a, a, a small part in a Scottish comedy called The uh, Angel Share. Okay, and then he got. Uh, the role of Podrick Payne, but I don't know. It doesn't say that he recorded any. According to Wikipedia, he didn't record any any albums or anything like that. But he has a very nice voice, fantastic voice. I you thought know? the episode was going to end there with that song kind of taking us to the end. I thought so too. It's fun. It's 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 fun. Yeah, and then, and then after he starts singing, then I believe is when you see Arya and Gendry sleeping, mm-hmm. right? And then. Uh, and by the way, the, the Gendry Arya scene at first, I thought it felt a little forced, a little weird, right? Uh, you know, uh, but you know, and then after that is when we saw Grey Worm and the Sande, mm-hmm. and then and then that's when you see John and Daenerys. So we could have ended at that point, but it was. I'm glad that they got to John and, and Daenerys having that conversation. Most definitely. But, Again, it was interrupted. It was extremely brief. I get why they did it. Mm-hmm. But Daenerys and John, like she never, she she wants to be queen more than anything. She didn't even point out, yeah, I'm your aunt. I'm <laughs> your aunt. You banged your aunt. Nobody wants to think about that. At Nobody, all. but well, if my aunt looked like that, and you know, it was a bit, I probably John's probably a little older than Daenerys. I think. You know, no, nah, he'd be younger. But not, uh, not is he? Much. But, but close in age. Yeah, close. Very close in age. Yeah, you know. And, uh, you know, but yeah, so they, they touch on that. And again, it goes back to what Samuel Tarly had said. I mean, Samuel has a lot of credibility. and He was right. She wants to be queen more mm, than anything. Definitely. And she would not give up that. Uh, where, where 
Sam well said to John, you know, you you would have you wouldn't do what she did, mm-hmm. you know. But she makes a very good really. point that the only people that can corroborate this story are your brother and your best friend. So I mean that's a lot to take in. Your whole life you've been kind of building towards this goal. And yeah. now that you're on the cusp of it, someone says, Hey, you know what? You're not the rightful ruler of Westeros. This guy right. that you're sleeping with <laughs> is actually uh, the ruler. Well, but there's been twists and turns, you know, the entire journey. And you know what? Maybe maybe Bran can somehow show her. Maybe mm-hmm. he can like tap her on the on the arm and show her and show her the, the moment. And uh and it's just a little but for someone who she loves him, but still she shows how she doesn't can't really fully trust mm-hmm. and why should she i guess but still but it's john who she knows is such a noble guy she right. told sansa earlier how she has so much she loves him and how and how he's a man of his word and all that mm-hmm. and he and he never said to her yeah i really want to be the king right he's telling you the facts you know it's like liana it, it was a great way of, of of doing it by the way of explaining to her the fact that you know had him in front of liana's statue mm-hmm. and, and that's his approach i thought that was really good it's really well done Definitely. As opposed to just saying, hey, I got to tell you something. Yep. You know, it came up sort of, it felt like it came up really organically mm-hmm. by uh, Daenerys approaching John in front of the statue of, of uh, Lyanna, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you hear the horn blast. Yes. And then you hear the horn blast. And then, and then you see the very, the White Walkers are polite enemies. They kind of stroll up very casually. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, in their minds, they're like, we got this. This is a formality. Yeah. But uh, I hear the first horn blast, and because I'm the Game of Thrones nerd that I am, I'm like, okay, one horn blast means that yeah. uh, a brother's yeah, returning. <laughs> Two second thing. horn blast, I'm like, okay, wildlings. Then you hear the third one, and at that point, I'm jumping up and down in, my, in the living room. Yes, and and I'll tell you, man, I got a kick out of them. Like, yeah, I like that they brought you know that horn, you mm-hmm. know, from the Night's Watch is now at Winterfell. Yes, I mean, no explanation you know. to that, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we had very little Varys. There's no Bronn. You know, uh, I don't was urine. I don't think he was there, there was at all. Nothing from outside of the north, right? No urine, no Cersei, which nah. is which we didn't need. And my first thought was like, all right, well, I think Jorah and Beric are gonna die. I thought maybe the Hound could die, but I don't think so because I think he needs to kill, be the one to kill the Mountain. Right, right. I do think that. Um, a lot of people will die first of all. So let's go through a couple of people. Uh, let's go through a bunch of people and see what what do you think. So who do you think is definitely gone during the Battle of Winterfell? I think uh, I think I think Beric and Jorah, and I think Beric and Jorah, mm-hmm. and uh, possibly Theon. Theon, yeah, makes sense. Uh, how about um, what do you think about Tormund Giantsbane? You think he survives? I think he will survive. I think because maybe he could be useful for the battle against Cersei. I think Grey Worm's a goner. Uh, you know, yeah, you, really, you know what's terrible is that you really, I'm like, shit, I really want to see Missande and Grey Worm, you know, ride off in the sunset right. together, and also, just, and also see Daenerys' reaction from when they do, yeah. and and it makes me think that we need to see Daenerys react to the two of them, uh, which makes me think that Grey Worm won't die. Okay, okay. Uh, I think a bunch of Doth. I think there's going to be plenty of Dothraki. Oh, that, yeah. that 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 asshole Dothraki leader might die. Right. Uh, I keep thinking that one of the dragons will die, and Arya's going to take the dragon's face. But I don't think that's <laughs> possible. Uh, uh, what do you think about Arya? So, what's her role in this upcoming battle? 
she it, well there, there was a, a clip you know a part of a, a teaser or a trailer where you see her running through the crypts okay at full speed mm-hmm. and things turning to ice in 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 the crypt okay which i understand if everyone's going into the crypt why so why are we to assume that you know the night king or white walkers got into the crypt i don't know mm-hmm. uh but Arya's role i mean i mean she's she's gonna i guess she's gonna fight all right she's gonna be out with her sword what do you think? You don't think she's, you know? I think Arya is perfectly equipped to be someone to take out the Night King. Uh, I think her training is a faceless man. The stealth ability that she has and the combat that she has. She had the special weapon made. It just seems like she's uh, the the perfect person to yes. land the killing blow. That's a good point. Also, I did also think that war, that Bran could warg into someone. I thought maybe Bran was going to warg into the... Into the into the uh, the dragon, the Night King's dragon, which would be badass. That would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, so something. This possible. is this is book stuff, not TV stuff. Completely separate, you know, works of art. But uh, in the books, the Starks do a lot more warging than what happens on the shows. So I was I oh, was disappointed about that. Yeah. But but Brand warged quite well. He warged into Hodor quite a bit. Yes. And, and into birds. But in the in in the books, uh, John also had the power to warg. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Not at the same level that Bran had, but he was able to work. And Arya, which this is something that really pissed me off, but Arya at night would have dreams of running through the, the, the woods in Winterfell, um, killing animals. So she would, at night, involuntarily work into Nymeria, her direwolf. And, ah, okay. But uh, yeah, so, so in the books, this I never read the books, warning. I didn't know that. Right, yeah. Interesting. Uh, that's, huh, that's, I guess, yeah, I guess they, they definitely have to pick and choose certain, uh, definitely. certain character traits. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I just, you know, it's, it's fucked up. I, I, you just don't really want anyone to die. Podrick might die. Yes. Pod the Rod might die. <laughs> I, I don't think that Tyrion or, or Jamie are going to die. Jamie, Jamie's going to die at some point. Um, I don't yeah, know yeah, but he... not, but not in this war. No. Because they need, they need to go back and deal with Cersei. Exactly. Yep. In fact, it'd be fucked up. I mean, I, unless they just want to show, you know, show. Uh, unless you want to, unless Jamie does die in this Battle of Winterfell, mm-hmm. and then Arya uses his face to oh, kill Cersei. That would be badass. That would be interesting. I would love or, to see or, that. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, if if Jamie does die in this battle, you know, then it's just going to be like, hey, hey, you know, Tyrion says to Cersei, you know, J- Jamie died, mm-hmm. and and she'll I'm sure will be very upset, but. Uh, it's there's so many different ways this can go. It's going to be an awesome really episode, I, definitely. Yeah, I don't think John's going to die in this battle. I don't no. think Daenerys is going to die. I nah. don't think Sansa's going to die. I don't no. think Arya's going to die. Uh, I think Bran, Sansa makes it to the very end. Yeah, I I I always envisioned that either John is the king mm-hmm. reluctantly, right. Uh, but John is the king. I used to think up until this episode that Daenerys would then be his his bride and mm-hmm. would sort of be the queen and kind of rule together. Right. Uh, and then Sansa, I thought, would be like the wardeness of Winterfell. Arya and Gendry, I always thought, were going to be together. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's interesting. I mean, when, you know, he is he is royalty as well. I mean, he, he said to her, you know, I'm the bastard son of Robert Baratheon. Yes. So it makes sense in many ways that the two of them are together. Well, let me but ask you I, something I always, about that. Who, yeah, go ahead. So, so who who actually has the best claim to the throne? So right now, Cersei sits the Iron Throne, but she's pure Lannister. Um, yeah, no Lannister should be on the Iron Throne. Right. 
And the baby in her belly is also pure Lannister. So, yeah, they don't have a claim. So you have the Targaryens, but you also have the fact that Gendry is a Baratheon. And the Baratheons took the throne by force. So, really, it kind of belongs to them. In a, in a way, it could be Gendry could be, uh, yeah, he's Robert Baratheon's bastard son. Maybe it should go to him, which yeah. is very interesting. That would be very interesting if it comes out, like if Arya says, in fact, that will probably be a conversation where it's like, wait a second. John is a Targaryen, mm-hmm. but Gendry is a Baratheon. Right. And the Baratheons took it from the Targaryens, unless they all just decide to kind of rule together. But it's very possible. And by the way, Daenerys still does have the most badass army between the Unsullied and the Dothraki. Oh, without, and two dragons. And two dragons. So it's like, you know, it really has to be her good heart and sort of playing by the rules if she right. were to say, yeah, John, you know, you are the rightful king because <laughs> you know you could make the argument that that because gendry's a bastard maybe he shouldn't he would have to be legitimized by john i guess at that point yes yes gendry probably wouldn't care about being a king and he'd be by the way he'd be a dummy of a king horrible <laughs> horrible i mean he, he, he everyone would have terrific armor but he wouldn't be <laughs> you know he's 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 a bit of a bit of a dope but i like him a lot and i, I like i like I think I liked him more when we first met him when he was just younger. Mm. I got a more of a kick out of him. And I like Davos's relationship with Gendry. I, yes. I wish we saw more more conversation between Davos and Gendry. I like I like Davos in general. Yeah, that's the well, that's the problem with having so many characters in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people's screen time is gonna be pared down. I mean it's it's a miracle we saw any anything of Gilly this time. It was sort right. of just a place to squeeze her in. Yeah, I thought we had seen the last. I, we of haven't her. seen. We I don't. Did we see Young Samwell? We did at the very end um, during the uh, Podrick song. They showed uh, they showed Gilly and Sam lying in bed with a child in between them. Yes, and we saw a little bit of Ghost. Yes, very briefly. You know, so yeah, I'm excited about next week. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Very excited. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as always, uh, I'm grateful that there's somebody and that there's a lot of people out there, but. But someone out there that shares my enthusiasm for uh, GOT. Most definitely. It's a, it's a really great show. It's Honestly, for me, it's probably my number one show of all time at this point. Uh, I think so. Yeah, for me too. For me too. Cool. Well, there you have it, uh, Kurt. A- another Sunday Night's Watch. Yes, let's do it again next week. Yanelta's boys, rise now as men of the Night's Watch. High in the halls of the kings who are gone, Jenny would dance with her ghosts. The ones she had lost and the ones she had found and the ones who had loved her the most. The ones who'd been gone for so very long. She couldn't remember the names They spun her around on the damp old stones Spun away all her sorrow and pain And she never wanted to leave 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 Never